Hi, I'm David. And I'm Erin. And this is The Travel Bros. So before we start off today's super, super special episode with Lori Vaughn, we have an important announcement. Our sponsor for today is Style Shack. Style Shack is a very upscale boutique store near Chicago, Illinois. Style Shack has the highest quality products you will find on the market. If you purchase an item from Style Shack, type the Travel Bros under comments and you will receive a free mystery gift with your purchase. I personally have some stuff from Style Shack and Aaron, let me tell you, it is the highest quality stuff that you will find on the market. Their website to purchase something is styleshacklife.com. And remember, if you put the Travel Bros, you will get a free mystery gift. With so today we have a super special episode because we have Lori Bond, who is the Director of National Accounts Training and Trade Associations. Um, so when it comes to Royal Caribbean, Aaron and I, just to give you guys a quick background, went on Anthem of the Seas to Bermuda last year, and we were going to go on the Independence of the Seas to Coco Cay this summer as well. Aaron and I were extra excited to go look all around Coco Cay, try all the slides, go do everything there is to do at Coco Cay. David and I were very looking forward to it. Unfortunately, the pandemic hit and we were unable to carry out with our plans to go to Coco Cay. And as David said earlier, Lori Bond is the Director of National Accounts Training and Trade Associations. So, Hi guys, Bond, how are you? I'm good, thank you so much for coming on. Well, it's really a pleasure to be here with you gentlemen today, and I'm so excited to talk about Royal Caribbean, and whatever you'd like to know, I'll do my very best to inform you and your listeners. So thank you so much. So, so can you just give us please like a little bit of, like kind of explain to us what your job title means and what you do at Royal Caribbean particularly? Absolutely, David. So as a director of National Accounts Training and Trade Associations, uh, I'm involved in a lot of different aspects of sales, but really my primary, ro primary role is to work with our travel advisor community and the organizations in which they belong. So it's about making sure that our travel advisors, the agencies, the owners, that they have the most current information, that they know about our promotions, and that they're busy making sure that they tell their clients, our guests, all about Royal Caribbean because we think that a travel advisor does the best job out of anyone in selling and explaining all the amazing things you can do on a Royal Caribbean ship. And of course, all the great destinations in which we visit. So I'm really that person that connects the dots and makes sure that everything is uh, coordinated. And I work with our sales organization. It's not just me, it's a whole team of us out there to support travel advisors in promoting Royal Caribbean. So that's Absolutely. really cool. So you like work with the travel advisors. That's really interesting because my mom is a travel advisor and she goes on the coffee talks a lot with uh, Vicki Freed because I know she does a lot of those kind of things for the travel advisors and it's really cool. Are you ever on those? You know, um, I am a big supporter of those. I help a lot behind the scenes. I have not made a debut at this point yet, but Vicki just today uh, had her 20th coffee talk and counting. So they're not going to slow down anytime soon. So it's quite possible. Uh, you might see me there as well. That's amazing. Yeah. And I know you're involved with everything, like you just explained with your job title, you're involved with sales, planning, travel advisors, and all of that. So on kind of a similar note, what steps does Royal Caribbean take to ensure customer satisfaction? 
Oh my gosh. Well, it really is a commitment of ours to bring our best. And it's a, it's a belief that if we can take care of our guests, um, the clients of the travel advisors and make sure their experience is top notch from the minute they make their booking to the time they get to the port to when they get on board the ships, our crew, of course, they're at the heartbeat of the experience. And, and you guys have been on a cruise, so you know the crew really makes it special. But Oh, yes. They really do. But it's just a commitment to excellence and, and not taking anything for granted. I think every day we're looking at how can we be better? How can we sail safer? How can we just do something more than what we did today to make the uh, opportunity to sail with Royal Caribbean exciting for tomorrow? I think that's really at the heartbeat of all we do. So like, I'm just going to give you like a quick example. This was not planned. This just came up naturally when you were talking about the crew. So Aaron and I, when we went to Bermuda last year on Anthem of the Seas, I'm going to give you a quick example of how the crew made our experience so much better. At the restaurant, we ate at the restaurant. We were eating at Coastal Kitchen, which is a really amazing restaurant on Royal Caribbean, some of their ships. And the crew made it so easy because Aaron and I personally don't, but some people in our party had a very like kind of dietary restrictions that they needed to do. And the crew, Aaron, you can probably agree with me 100%. They made it so easy. They were so helpful. They, they were so kind of like willing to do anything that we needed with the food. And it honestly, that was something, believe it or not, that made our cruise on Royal Caribbean Anthem of the Seas so much better. And it would have been a lot worse without the crew. Yeah, I honestly, David, I agree. Royal Caribbean did so much to ensure that our parents and siblings had all of their dietary needs, even though they don't have any allergies. They have, um, they're vegetarians and they're also, my mom is almost a vegan. And so she doesn't eat anything with refined sugar either, um, anything with carbs. And so she has a lot of restrictions with her diet. Um, and so basically y'all have made it so easy on every one of your cruise ships for everybody who has any restrictions. You know, Erin, that's a really good point, and David, too. You know what's cool about Royal is we will take care of any special dietary need, whether it is something really specific or just a diet that you follow, like a vegetarian vegan diet, to be, for example. We actually have a vegan menu, and you all may have enjoyed that when you sailed, but it's, it's <laughs> Phenomenal. And we know that today there's a lot of people that, whether it's just a diet they're practicing and following, or whether it is a diet that they have to follow because of medical needs, we know that's important today. And so we really are happy to adhere to those things. And to me, it's about the little things. It's those little things that add up that make such a phenomenal long-term experience and, and, and long-term Royal Caribbean loyal guest. So For sure. I agree a hundred percent. So kind of moving on to the terminals and kind of cruise ports, kind of stuff like that. So Aaron and I, for those of you listeners who don't know, live in Houston, Texas. It's about an hour drive from Galveston, which is a beach island. Not the prettiest beach, but there's a lot of stuff to do in Galveston. Mm -hmm. And we know that there was supposed to be a brand new, super nice Royal Caribbean cruise terminal there in Allure of the Seas, an Oasis class, very big awesome ship from Royal Caribbean was supposed to come to Galveston and I know it's not anymore. Do you know that there's, if there's any updates on that? So the best update I can give you now, and things are changing all the time, as we know with, with um, what's happening in the world today, it seems like every day there's a new story, but 
We are on hold. Um, we have set the pause button. It is our hope that at some point we will be talking about the terminal, but right now it looks to be about a year. And while we don't have any official updates other than we know we're on pause and we're hoping for next year versus, or a year later than what we had originally anticipated, which would have been next year, um, nothing official beyond that yet. But we love the Galveston port. We love sailing out of Texas. It's a really important um, place for us to sail from. It's, it's a, a port that is super supported by Royal Caribbean. And we hope to be there in great style with an Oasis class ship down the road. So it's, Thank I you. would like to say it's on pause, that it isn't necessarily just not coming, but let's look at it as on pause for now. So I have a quick question. Have you been to Galveston? I have. Well, you gentlemen don't know this, but I used to live in Houston, Texas myself. Really? So I have spent many a weekend in Galveston and know Houston well, and it's such a close and easy uh, place to get to, of course, from Houston, but even all the cities in Texas, whether it's Austin or Dallas or a suburb therein, Corpus Christi. The Galveston port is, yeah, it's a great one. And, and I like the Texas style. Everybody mm -hmm. in Texas, I always say, I've lived a lot of places, but I've never been, met anyone as friendly as I have in Texas. Yeah. Wow. And I know that Royal Caribbean really does a great job in choosing where all the different cruise ports throughout the United States and the entire world are. Um, and so that is following my next question. And how does Royal Caribbean determine where the next cruise terminal will be? That's a really good question. And, you know, it's not one specific thing, but a combination of things. We look at demand and who is looking to cruise from different cities that are port cities. And we look at availability. Sometimes it's difficult. We maybe have a city that we'd like to sail from, but there's not the port space or a big company like Royal Caribbean may be taking up all the, the cruise terminal space so someone else wouldn't be able to go. But it's really a combination of demand. We are always asking our guests, where do you want to sail? Where would you like to go that we haven't taken you yet? Because we always want to bring fresh new ideas. Again, I said earlier in our conversation, we never just get comfortable with, hey, we think we did a good job. We're always looking to find that next new and exciting experience, whether yeah. it's a protocol, an embarkation city, um, or even a private island destination. So. so I'm actually, can I ask you a question? We did not, this was not prepared ahead of time. So if you don't not know the answer to this, it's totally fine. But yeah. I actually was in Cuba a couple of years ago because I know a lot of the cruise lines like started going to Cuba and unfortunately now they can't. So that's kind of interesting. Don't you think how like there was a period of time where the U.S. wanted to improve relations with Cuba and they wanted to like say go, go to Cuba, kind of make it better. And now we can't go. That's yeah, pretty, it's, it's kind of it, sad, but. It's super sad because, you know, we were there, we were sailing there and um, we had two ships sailing in Cuba and of course uh, the politics and governmental regulations changed. And so we are no longer able to, to sail there, but we have high hopes down the road um, that that will change back to where we can visit. And yeah. uh, we look forward to that day because we think Cuba is um, a, a unique destination that has such great character and, and history and, and so much to really enjoy and see. And for me, I love the beaches and the water and the beaches and the, I'm a scuba diver, the scuba diving there, all of it is absolutely amazing. And I also, I like food and I like Cuban food. So I, I don't know, I'm, I'm ready to get back there. I've never, I've only been once, but it was a very quick visit and I'm looking 
forward to getting back there and really be, being able to be a true tourist in Cuba. Yeah. Lucky you, David, for already having been. Amazing. Erin, uh, have you been? Unfortunately, I've not been, and I really hope in the future there will be an opportunity for me to go. Well, me too. You and I will have to plan it when we when we can legally go back for again. Sure. That for a deal. So, yeah, I mean that sounds awesome. So, kind of you mentioned Coco Cay and kind of private islands. We, Aaron and I, as you know, our listeners might know, we were supposed to go there this summer. It was supposed to be amazing. Unfortunately, that got not canceled, postponed. We'll say because of the pandemic, but are there any crew on uh, Royal Caribbean that actually live there? Like any employees or crew that live on Coco Cay? I, I love that question. And I think it's fascinating because we do actually have, it is our private, first of all, it's our private island for your listeners. There, it, it's, it, it's owned by Royal Caribbean. It's in the Bahamas, but there is no one else that has access. It's truly Royal Caribbean's island. And when we're fully operational and we have up to two ships coming in in a day, because of course we have a, a brand new pier that we built. And so we can take two cruise ships at the pier at any given time. It's amazing. Uh, it is, it's really cool. And um, can you tell in my voice, I'm a little excited about Perfect Day at Coco Cay, but um, oh. it, it's an amazing island. And when we're up and fully operational, 500. 500 people live on the island. Can you believe what? it? Yes. But right now, because of course, with um, cruises on pause and, and not visiting, there's still a hundred, believe it or not, people wow. that, are, that are on the island. Yep. So, wow. That's really incredible. It that's is. awesome. Well, the but, island is amazing. And I don't know, we can talk about it later. We can talk about it now, but it is absolutely spectacular. I know you guys missed it on the cruise that was up and coming, but hopefully you will get back there again or, or get on a cruise that will bring you back there because it is the best. Did Coco K, like, did y'all, I, I don't, I actually don't know this. I've heard some different stuff. Did y'all used to own it years ago? It just wasn't as like special and then y'all redid it or did you buy it? How did that work? That's exactly what we did. We've owned it for many years. And um, before, just a few years ago, you could have visited Perfect, or you could have visited Coco Cay. But it wasn't as like. It, yep, I wouldn't call it Perfect Day at Coco Cay because we hadn't done all the upgrades. But we spent hundreds of millions of dollars. We upgraded the island. We built a water park. We built the largest freshwater pool in the Caribbean. We built the largest wave pool in the Caribbean. We Tallest built water slide. Yeah, yeah. Daredevil's Peak. It's 145 feet into the air and it's the tallest water slide in North America. Even the water parks you hear about on land, the tallest slide in North America. Amazing. Um, it's, it's absolutely amazing. There's a helium hot air balloon and it can actually, it's tethered because it's very windy on this island in the Bahamas, but it goes 450 feet into the air. Wow. So wow. it's, you go up in that balloon and I've been up in it and you're up above the island. You can not only see everything on the island, you see the ships, but you can also see the water so clear. You can actually see stingrays and sharks that swim in the area. Now, don't, don't, nobody get stressed out or get scared because the sharks aren't swimming up to shore, but it, it's a natural habitat for sand sharks and nerve sharks, which aren't aggressive sharks at all. And you could, the water is so crystal clear. You can see them from the helium balloon. It's absolutely beautiful. And can't you, actually, incredible. can't you actually see Norwegian's private island from there? You can, you can. It Pretty is very okay, close I by. It is, it is. It is. 
Wow. All eyes are on, on perfect day at Coco K when you're in the area. Oh, for sure. I, I honestly, (laughs) I will say that I think Coco K is the best out of any cruise lines, private Island. It's amazing. Well, yeah. I love that. I love that, that thinking because we believe it too. And, um, you know, I don't know if y'all know this, but just on January 31st this year, we had just opened up Cocoa Beach Club, which we already had the water slides and the water park and all the pools, but we opened up a private um, beach club area that you do have to um, get access to it, but there's over water floating cabanas. There's 20 of them and they're the only ones in the Bahamas. There's 10 brand new cabanas on the beach there. And then there's a beautiful clubhouse where you can eat and get cocktails and swim in the, um, an, an infinity pool that's right on the beach. It's, it's so cool. And uh, that had just opened before things uh, had slowed down. So we're really excited to welcome our guests back to Perfect Day as soon as we're able. Yeah, and then I'm just going to say one more thing, and then I'll let Aaron talk because we do kind of need to get going. But we were actually supposed to go to the Cocoa Beach Club, and we were that's one of the things that we're disappointed about. But it's okay. We'll get to go hopefully another time. Yes. And does Royal have any plans in the future for new private islands, or is Royal Caribbean considering adding a new renovation to any of their current private islands? Gosh, that's a really good question, Erin. Now, you know, we have Labadee in Haiti. That's a beautiful <laughs> private island. And that's really something that is, is great. We also had just bought an island in the South Pacific called Vanuatu. And, oh, wow. Yep. And we hadn't started our renovations on that quite yet. But that is something that definitely uh, we will be introducing down the road. And let's just say we're looking around the world to add to our private island collections and so actually that's come. that's really funny because on the cruise we were supposed to go on this summer there were supposed to be two destinations it was supposed to be coco Cay and labadee as you just said so it we were we were actually supposed to go to both of those amazing destinations not gonna lie we were definitely more excited for coco Cay because it's a lot more fun but labadee was also supposed to be amazing well, it's a, it is really fun, but Coco Cay is really, there's just nothing else like it in the Caribbean. So out of all the places, kind of cruise ports that the cruises leave from, what's the most popular? I would assume Miami or Fort Lauderdale, actually, but I don't know. That's a really good question. And, you know, there's a lot of cruise passengers, more out of Florida than any other state for sure. But there's a lot that leave out of Seattle for Alaska. There, um, the West Coast is a little less busy, but also a port that people don't think about or an area is the Northeast and the New York area. And we yeah. actually have our port in Bayonne, which is in the New Jersey side of things, but it's a beautiful new terminal. Aaron, that's where actually Bayonne, <laughs> that's exactly where we went for Anthem exactly. last summer. Ah, yes, of course, that's Bayonne. right. So wasn't that terminal amazing? It was right. amazing. State of the art. Yeah, Super so nice. um, it's, it's great, yeah. And so people don't think about that sometimes, but that's a really popular place as well. So yes, I agree, Florida and probably Miami and Fort Lauderdale are the busiest, but also one you left off is close to home. Galveston is getting more and more busy all the time. And we even that's sail really out cool. of New Orleans. So we, we kind of cover, cover uh, the globe and certainly cover the U.S., that's awesome. In the future, do you think there will be more Royal Caribbean cruise ports in Texas? Well, we're probably going to stay focused on making sure Galveston is really top-notch, as you know, and we talked about uh-huh. earlier, we hope that we have the new terminal there. So I think at the moment, Galveston is the focus in Texas. Wow. So 
now kind of moving on to like, I have a question about the sweets on Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean is something that they're known for is their sweet class. It's amazing. And I'm not going to explain all the sweets that would take me a long time, but they're amazing. Now, one of the coolest sweets, in my opinion, is actually meant for families, and it's called the Ultimate Family Suite, and it is on some of the cruises on Royal Caribbean. Can you please explain to our listeners what is the Ultimate Family Suite? I know, I'm sure Aaron knows, but can you explain to our listeners who don't know about this amazing suite? please. I, I would love to. And I have not had the pleasure of sailing in the Ultimate Family Suite, but I've definitely seen it. And it is 1,733 square feet. It's two stories. It has a slide that goes from the upper loft level down to the lower level. So you don't even have to take the stairs when you go down. It's amazing. And it is. And I'll tell you, I live in Miami in a high rise and my condo is not even as big as this suite. So it's really, it's spectacular. What I think is so cool about it is it sleeps up to eight people. So sometimes a big family might think, wow, you know, we have to take a few rooms and, and, and so on, but you could actually sleep eight people very comfortably in this suite. It's got a huge jacuzzi on the balcony. It has got huge 4K HD TVs throughout the entire upper and lower level. It has air hockey. It has um, a Lego wall, the slide, the video games, you, you name it, it's got it. I think the problem is once you book the ultimate family suite, you may not want to leave the suite because you're getting so spoiled and you even have what we call the Royal Genie. Now, the Royal Genie is like a butler, but on Royal Caribbean, we like to think that the Royal Genie provides your wish is his or her command. And it's really, really fun because uh, anything you want or need, even the Wi-Fi, our boom, the fastest internet at sea. That's is something that's amazing. Yep. I'm yep. not trying to compare Royal to Norwegian. I love Norwegian as well. But on Norwegian, something that I did notice is that the Wi-Fi is not the best. They don't have Voom. Again, I love Norwegian. I'm not complaining. But their Wi-Fi wasn't like Royal Caribbean. That's something that I noticed on Norwegian. I was like, oh, I can't. And then when we went on Anthem, the Wi-Fi was just so fast. It was incredible. And it was almost not comparable to any. It, it's not comparable to any other cruise line. You said it exactly, because let me tell you, David, what's happened is I can't speak about the competition, but I can tell you, we know we do have the fastest internet at sea. We've invested heavily to make sure that when you're sailing on our ships, you have that ability to stay connected because that's really important to people today. They want to post on social media. They want to download and um, stream movies and things, and they want to stay connected and on Royal Caribbean with Boom, our fastest internet at sea complimentary in the ultimate family suite you can do just that but you don't have to thank be in the ultimate family suite to enjoy boom it's it's available to all our guests so thank you for investing in that because that's even though it probably cost y'all a lot of money it was it certainly makes a big difference to the guests on board it really I, does i so aaron so the next couple questions aaron's asking the next one is going to be about covid we're just going to have a short couple questions about COVID because that is something that is happening right now. So Aaron, just please talk about that for a second. Absolutely. So as of right now, when do you think cruises will set sail again? So at the moment we are scheduled, uh, we're on pause until August or August, on pause until October 1st. So at the moment, that is the time that we are working toward and that we hope to be back in service. Oh, that's great. I honestly, I didn't expect it to be that um, short of an amount of time. 
And I'm honestly, well, remember, we don't know if that'll be the actual know. date, but at the moment, uh-huh. that's, the, that's the current date that we are on pause till, and we're, we're very hopeful. What we do know, I have to tell you, Erin, is we will wait until we know we can do a healthy return to service. We Absolutely. Wanna, yep. And so if we are not confident in that and we can't make sure that our guests are confident, we won't push. We won't w- move too fast. The most important thing is a healthy return to service. Yeah, because the cruise lines kept pushing it back. And it's really sad because Aaron's and my favorite type of vacation ever is cruises. And so it's so sad. Yeah, it's so sad to see this happening right now. It's devastating. It's so sad to see us like not even be able to. It's just terrible. And I on and I know that countries in Europe and countries in Asia have already 90% recovered from the coronavirus pandemic. And the United States is really far behind in all of our cases and testing and all of that compared to other countries. Like, for example, Italy completely quarantined and all of that. So now they're almost completely back to normal. And are y'all going to put cruises and set sail, put cruises to set sail in Europe or Asia before you put them in the United States? Well, we're looking at just that. We are looking at um, what we may be able to do in Europe. And we are also, we have a strong, um, some of our newest and best ships are actually in Asia as well. So we're Wonder. working on that. Um, but at the moment, you know, they're, they're paused there as well. So we're very hopeful, but um, nothing official at the moment as far as a, an official start date. <laughs> so, like, I know no one in the world knew how long COVID would last. Any, no one knew about this. But did anyone at Royal Caribbean, like, kind of suspect that COVID would get this bad? Did you expect cruises to be shut down for this long? Because, again, no one knew. But did you think this would happen to be this bad or not? I can tell you, um, I just don't think anybody imagined that we would be where we are right now. And certainly no one wanted us to be. Um, I think we were hopeful early on when we more or less shut everything down, that that would um, remedy the issue. Um, but here we are today, and I think the most important thing we can share with each other and our listener, your listeners is wearing a mask and washing your hands, two really simple things. And I think that will be one of the best things we can do to, to help overcome the, the challenges that we're dealing with today. If everyone just wore a mask in like a month, the cases would be so far down. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It really rests in our hands, kind of, right? It, it, it's a it choice does. we're making. So let's, I know we can come in making those good choices and hopefully your listeners will too. So that way we can yeah. all be cruising again soon. For sure. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's really, it will make a big difference and you're completely correct. It is in our hands to make this entire situation better. But what do you think will happen when the cruises first launch again? Like, will there, uh, will there have to be like special restrictions for COVID? You know, we have a blue ribbon panel of experts and these men and women are PhDs and doctors and scientists and epidemiologists and viral specialists from around the world. And just a couple of weeks ago, we announced them. They're working very closely with the CDC and uh, we are counting on them to give us the direction and the protocols that they will expect us to follow so that we can then confidently 
have our guests come back to sail with us. And, and that's really important. We want to be healthy and we want confidence. And um, this panel of experts will give us those directions and the, the things that we need to do on board to ensure that that can happen. And it's actually really interesting because even before coronavirus, forget about the pandemic, cruises were so good about cleaning. So mm -hmm. they were always, always before the pandemic, cleaner than hotels. They, they did so much more. And so I can't even imagine after one cruise ship start how, how like detailed they're going to be with all their cleanings. I know I'm assuming y'all wash sheets every day, y'all do everything kind of to ensure safety. So I'm not worried, especially for Royal Caribbean. I'm, I feel like I'm in good hands when I'm going to start cruising with them again. Well, you are. And I will tell you, it is interesting because there's a lot of misconceptions out there. And the reality is cruise ships are held to a standard that's very, very high and has always been looked at from the CDC from a cleanliness perspective and gets rated. Our friendly competitors in other leisure spaces, um, airplanes, hotel rooms, things like that, they're not held to the same level of standards that we not are at all pre COVID. Right. And so what's funny is at first people thought cruise ships weren't as clean. And now the reality is, is they're starting to say that some hotels and other travel entities will be trying to match what we've been doing for years as they ramp back up to welcome guests. So mm -hmm. I love your thinking. You're right. We are clean. We're going to try to be even better and cleaner and more, um, more prepared to combat this virus as we welcome our guests back. So what are you personally most excited for when cruises restart? I mean, it's going to be so exciting for everyone, but for you, what would you say is the one thing that you're just most excited for? I, I think the ability to go, the minute they announce our cruises are, are back up and running, I oh. cannot wait. I will be first in line to get on a ship. And I, um, that's something I look forward to. I can't wait to do. And um, I hope that all of your listeners and that you will be right there behind me to enjoy a Royal Caribbean cruise. Wow. That's, you know, I, I hope so too. Well, what do you think will be the first, what do you think will be the first place cruises set sail to when they reopen? And I know I asked a similar question earlier where it, I asked you if you think they're going to start setting sail in Europe or Asia before the United States, but what do you really think is going to be the very first place to have cruises sailing again? Because I know no one knows, but. Right. And thank you for, thank you for qualifying that. You know, it's hard to say. Um, it could be that Asia might have some cruises to nowhere. They're, they're working on that. It could be that Europe, I know some cruise lines, some European cruise lines are starting to talk about getting back to service. So that could happen. I think um, here in North America, I don't know, but I, I, my guess is that it will be something shorter and maybe um, out of Florida and maybe to our private island, Perfect Day at Coco Cay. But I don't know that. That is unconfirmed and unauthorized. That's just me talking to you guys as, as to what I believe. But, um, but we certainly, there's signs that we would, we would take, um, take something like that and try to get started. But we really just don't know. It's really going to depend on what the CDC drives us toward and where we think we can um, deliver a safe and healthy return to service. Yeah. And as you said, no one knows, but on one of the coffee talks, I believe on Royal Caribbean, I might be wrong. They said that they think, and again, no one knows, they said they think Coco Cay will be one of the first places in private islands to reopen because it's one of the less risky places yep. to reopen. Remember we talked earlier, we own it. We can control who's on the island. We can control who has 
um, been there and we can control the cleanliness because it's ours. So that is a very accurate description of why we think it will be perfect day. So when cruises reopen, there's going to be many differences. The first thing that comes to mind for me is the buffet, the wind jammer. I'm assuming it's not going to be a buffet. I'm assuming they're going to serve you. Do you know how the wind jammer will change when they reopen cruise lines? Great question. And I do think what you said could be very true because I don't think it'll just go away completely, but it could be that we have people serving. It could be that you order food in the wind jammer and then it's brought to you. We haven't really um, sorted out exactly how that will work. Again, that panel, the blue ribbon panel of experts will guide us in theories and, and, and protocols that will make sure that it's the most optimal way to return to service. Um, but it's probably going to be a variation of what we used to know as a traditional buffet for sure. Sure. And will booking prices drop when cruises begin sailing again? I actually think if people are looking for values and good pricing, I think that now is a much better time than as time passes. And here's why. Because when we first come back to sailing, while we don't know, we don't believe it'll be every ship, all 26 ships in all the destinations worldwide that we sail. So we think there'll be less departures and we think there's a lot of loyal cruisers like myself and like you all that can't wait to get back on a ship. So I think the demand will be high and I don't know if we'll have all of the ships to select from initially. So because mm -hmm. of that today, right now, it's probably the best value of all. So if you don't have a great travel advisor, this is the time to find one because they can walk you through the deals and the opportunities and get you booked. And yeah, they really make it so easy to book cruises. So um, we're kind of going to switch gears. We're kind of going to have like a cruise talk category. We're going to kind of go away from the COVID questions. So okay. Oasis class and quantum class, they're two really nice class of ships on Royal Caribbean. I know the Oasis class of ships are bigger but they're not quite as technologically advanced as the quantum class. So which one do you prefer, the Oasis class or the quantum class? I've been on both and they're both amazing. Okay, so I, this is like, I'm torn because I'm not sure I would say they're not as technologically advanced. They're just a different, Oasis are the biggest ships in the world. Still to this day, no one has built a ship bigger than our Oasis class. And of course the Oasis class ships have the seven neighborhoods and I love that. But I don't know, the quantum class ships really speak to me. And uh, there's an elegance about them. Uh, I'm really torn and here's why. On Oasis, I like the water slides. I like the zip line that goes through the, the, uh, the boardwalk area. I yeah. love, there's two flow riders on it. And I love all the restaurants. And, and I know gentlemen, you're not Central a drinking park yet, but I like to have a glass of wine at Vintages and all the restaurants. So those are some of the things I love about Oasis. But on Quantum Class, I love that you can do the simulated skydiving on Ripcord by iFly. Because if you have you guys done it? It's yeah, we yes. did do it. Isn't it the coolest? It's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So I love that. I love the C-Plex on the Quantum Class ships. And for your listeners who may not know, it's this huge two-story indoor kind of like sports park for lack of a better way of describing it. And you've got bumper cars and you can have trapeze school and roller skating and basketball and you name it throughout the day and evening, there's different activities. 
I think that's so cool. And our quantum class ships, we have the quantum of the seas and the um, ovation of the seas, both sailing in Alaska next summer. And wow. when you need a big indoor space, because sometimes Alaska is really cold and rainy, that's a great ship for Alaska. So both of those ships are there. Um, but I also love the North Star. And the North Star- Oh, yeah. It looks like a fishbowl, kind of. It's an enclosed round sphere. And I think you can get, I want to say 15 people, give or take. And I'd have to actually look up the number. And I apologize for not knowing it off the top of my head. But it's all glass. And it's this round ball. And you board it. And it's like this huge crane. And it's like this big arm. It raises over 300 feet above the ship. And you're in this sphere. And then it moves away from the ship and over the water. And it's the coolest viewing. So I, I just, there's so many things on the quantum class ships that I love um, that you can't get on Oasis. And yet Oasis has things you can't get on quantum. So I'm really torn. I, I don't know if I can tell you which is my favorite because I love so many cool things on each one. Yeah, it's really honestly, funny. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Sorry, David. Okay, so I was just going to say that Aaron and I are super familiar with the C-Plex. We're very familiar with uh, familiar with the uh, North Star, both amazing. Unfortunately, when we went on the North Star, I think it was windy, so we couldn't move side to side, which was a bummer, but it was awesome. And they also have this, in the C-Plex, this amazing hot dog stand. It was such okay. a good place to get a snack, and it's just awesome in general. And yeah, as you said, I'm so sorry for interrupt. I'm so sorry for interrupting. But as you said, there are so many amazing activities, and it's really hard to choose between two different cruise ship classes when they're completely different. And but what activities on Royal Caribbean are most popular among cruisers? Well, that's almost impossible to answer because it gets it gets influenced by what you like. But what I think is so amazing about Royal Caribbean, whether you want a huge adventure and lots of activity, there's there is no end to the things you can do. Things like the laser tag or on the Oasis class ships, the ultimate abyss, which is a slide that goes from deck 16 to deck six in less than oh, 13. That's one of my favorites too. I wanted to try that. Oh, you've got to. It's super cool. And um, anyway, so it's like if you like a big adventure, there's no end of things you can do. I like to go to the spa and they have these huge spas. I like to work out and do spin classes. They even have spin classes where they track who's ahead of who on the on the reader board. Um, I love to eat probably why I like to go to the gym and uh, they have so many restaurants. So if you're a foodie and you like to drink good wine, you can do things there. If you're a spa person, you can do that. If you're a high adventure person, there's no end to what you can do. Something else that's really cool on our ships. Um, I mentioned earlier, I'm a scuba diver, but what I love to see is when we're on our ships on Royal Caribbean, we have PADI certifications that you can actually do while you're sailing on board. And then you do your final dive with all the divers, such as myself and my husband, and so you can even learn scuba diving on a Royal Caribbean ship. So it's whether thrills or chills or just relaxing, no matter what you want to do, there is something for everybody on our ships. There are, first of all, I mean, I agree with you 100%, but the thing is there are so many things that just stuck out about what you just said, starting from the restaurants, like the foodies, Aaron and I went to Wonderland. It was amazing. Such a, I'm, I, I, we don't even have the time to go into mm -hmm. detail about that, but y'all can look it up. It's called Wonderland on the quantum so and I believe Oasis too. It's awesome. And you also said PADI certifications. We live in Houston and I was getting my scuba certification with a company called SSI, just as good. The yes. problem was the, and this has nothing to do with SSI, but we did not want to do our final dive in this disgusting kind of lagoon that they brought us to so we are looking forward to when we get to go 
like somewhere on Royal Caribbean where there's a pretty waters to go and to go do our final dive. Somewhere pretty, like maybe Coco Cay, who knows? I and think it's possible. What is your actual, as I just said, restaurants? What's your personal favorite restaurant on board? Oh my gosh. That is okay. Cause I seriously, I can't even begin to tell you how much I love to eat. And I know this is going to sound nuts because things like chops is this fancy steak and seafood house that I mm -hmm. love. Amazing. I love which is true seafood seafood. And they have these delicious cheddar biscuits and it's not everybody's favorite, but I love raw oysters and they have a great raw bar there. But believe it or not, one of my favorite places is El Loco Fresh, which is on a lot of our ships now, and it's our complimentary Mexican restaurant, and it's so good. And the other thing is I consider pizza and getting a slice of pizza a snack between meals. I don't consider that a meal. So I'm always sneaking down to Sorrento's and getting a slice of pizza because I just absolutely love pizza. Um, but it, it's really hard to say. I think for the casual dining, El Loco Fresh and Sorrento's Pizza are two of my faves. Hook seafood um, for great seafood, so amazing. And then probably Chops um, Grill for the we, fancy more. Aaron, Aaron and I, we didn't get to try the Eloco Fresh, but Aaron and I were so fortunate that we got the three dining packages. So we actually got to eat at, let me think, we got to eat at Chops Grill, amazing, no comparison. Got to eat at Wonderland and we got to eat at, I, I'm not even such a big fan of raw fish at all. But I, we got to eat at the sushi place and it was really good. I, I don't, Kepanyaki, I believe. Is that yeah. Kepanyaki? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's, you know, it's funny. I forgot to mention Wonderland. Like that's the problem, you guys. There's so many cool restaurants. I can't even decide which one because I love Wonderland. And you have to kind of have an adventuresome appetite and palate. But if you're <laughs> willing to try things, man, they have the craziest stuff. They have, they have food that looks like dirt. I know it sounds really gross, but guys, do you remember that? I and do. It, Tastes delicious. And then they have this dessert where they pour hot chocolate over this, this kind oh, of- Oh, I remember that. And, I mean, it, there's just so much. It's so delicious. Oh, it's making and me hungry right now. Someone at Wonderland actually did like magic tricks for us. I don't know if he did that just to be nice. I don't know if that's part of like standard, but it was amazing. It's part of the magical Wonderland experience is to kind of, it's a dine, they consider it like dining and entertainment rolled into one. It's not just a dinner. Um, yeah. And speaking of entertainment, you know, we have the best, we've been voted the best entertainment in C and we have cool full Broadway productions. We have the Aqua Theater in the back of our Oasis class ships, which is a water theater. And, and it's absolutely nuts. We have huge high diving platforms that while we're sailing at sea, divers are diving off and, and people are dancing on the water and the music is really big and bold and modern. And it's, it's just amazing. Yeah. That's Awesome. And I really wished um, we could have gone on Independence of the Seas this summer. Hopefully, with all our hopes, fingers crossed, it'll still happen. Uh, it is unlikely, but we just have to hope for the best. And as you said before, it just kind of depends where we are in the world. And it depends how our cases are doing with, I guess, how, when they're going to restart and resail in different places. But do you think Royal Caribbean will ever make a world cruise? That's a really good question. And well, I, I would never say never. Um, we tend to focus on short Caribbean cruises all throughout the, the U.S. ports, seven night cruises, some longer cruises. And we have, of course, um, seven cruise ships sailing in Europe normally. Right now, of course, they're not. But um, 
And we have a lot of worldwide destinations, but that hasn't been a priority as of yet. Even though we sail around the world, we don't sail a cruise that starts and ends to go around the world. <laughs> so not at the moment, but you never know. But the so one thing we have is we have other brands, like for instance, our company, our parent company, Royal Caribbean Group, that owns Celebrity, it owns Silver Sea, and it owns Azamara. And Silver Sea really? does- Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot of we just we just uh, finished purchasing entirely the, the the company, so um so there's a lot of our sister brands that do a good job of covering the globe as well. So between our our family of brands, we we've, we've got it covered. So, I mean, I know that on some ships there's so many amazing rooms on Royal Caribbean, and there's some with virtual balconies. So it's not actually a balcony, but looks feels exactly like a balcony. Can you please explain how that works to our listeners? Okay, this is the coolest thing. So we call it a virtual balcony and it is an interior stateroom. But in that interior stateroom, there's floor to ceiling, television panels or screens, not TV, but, but big screens. And on these screens, the picture that is shown is exactly what is Real happening. time. It is so cool. And you have curtains and everything that you can pull. And so what happens is if it's sunrise at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. in the morning, that's what you'll see if you have the this, this drapes open and the screen on. If it's sunset at 637, you will see the sunset that's happening outside. If there's uh, dolphins swimming on the side of the ship and that's where you're facing, you'll see the image. It's a projected image via camera of exactly what's happening outside. So it is so cool because you really may have an interior stateroom, but you're seeing exactly what's happening outside. So it's the only thing you can't do is open your sliding glass door or your door and go out. It probably helps with claustrophobia. I have some claustrophobia, so that probably would majorly help if uh, that would help a lot. It's really a cool solution to what, what is a, a category of rooms that most of the time are not recommended. So it's a really great solution. And I know Odyssey of the Seas, which was supposed to come out, I don't remember the exact date, but it was supposed to come out fairly recently in 2020 or 2021, but in the future, obviously. But has Odyssey of the Seas construction or debut been delayed? So it has. So it, um, I can actually tell you it was, it was due to arrive here in the Florida area in November of this year. So just in a few months. But just recently, we did announce that it is it has been delayed. Um, the shipyards and everything, the whole world has been affected by COVID. And even the shipyards that are building the ship. And so at the moment, we have uh, rescheduled its debut for next April, next spring, and it will sail out of Rome. So it'll make its debut in Europe and it'll start sailing, I believe, out of Rome. So that is where we are today. And let's hope that we can stay on track with that. It's, it's fingers crossed that COVID won't slow it down any further. And speaking of Odyssey of the Seas, just gonna jump right into this question. What are you most excited for about Odyssey of the Seas? Gosh, there's a lot of things. Because remember, I'm really torn about quantum class ships, but it's an ultra quantum class ship, which wow. is like the spectrum of the seas, which is a, an Asia-based ship. But if you've ever looked at the pictures, and for your listeners, go and Google Odyssey of the Seas, and or go to the Royal Caribbean website, and you're going to see this big round sphere that's kind of neon lit, and it's got holes in it. And it is called the Sky Pad. And the Sky Pad is so cool. It is trampolines. There's three of them in this sphere and they're big trampolines. And you are 
basically you get into a, a kind of a belt and almost harness and it's got bungee cords on it essentially big giant ones and then you wear a virtual reality helmet or not you don't have to but i highly recommend the virtual reality helmet and it's then incredible you program you want and you jump on this trampoline with the bungee cords that, that yank you high into the air and you've got this virtual reality um helmet on and it is the coolest thing you feel like you're jumping on the moon they i did it when i did it i did it with um, a program that's called candy crush and so it was like i was crushing candy and jumping on the moon and really and I've never squealed so loud in my life, y'all. It was so funny and it was so much fun. And I just, I cannot tell you, I cannot wait to do that because we'll have a sky pad on the Odyssey. I... And also, we have a, 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 a pool area. We've done a lot of ships over and we call it the Royal Amplified Ships. And on these ships, we have a lot, we call it the Lime and Coconut Pool Area. And we've taken what is just kind of a normal pool area on the ships and made it into this whole entertainment area with restaurants and bars and, and uh, cabanas and bright colors. And um, for instance, the Oasis of the Seas just got amplified last fall. She has that. Well, this Odyssey of the Seas will have the lime and coconut, and it's really, really a cool pool area. And then, of course, they have the um, the Cplex, which we all know we love. Incredible. And in, yeah, and in the Cplex, we're going to have one of my favorite restaurants that I didn't even mention is Playmaker Sports Bar. So if you like to watch sports and get chicken wings, there's a Playmaker Sports Bar that'll be on the second level of the Sky or um, Cplex, and so you can look down watching That's... everything. That's new. Really, I've never heard of that. Yep. Well, Aaron, again, please go to our website and you can well, look at the Odyssey of the Seas and you'll be able to see all sorts of cool features about the ship. So really fast, a couple of things. I, the, this, what's it called? It's uh, bungee jumping. I've Sky heard pad. of Aaron. And, Aaron and I know about that. We are big kind of cruise nerds, but most of our listeners wouldn't. There's also a 16 and up. What's I, what's it called? Um, you mentioned the pools. It's, oh, the solarium, I think, right? Yeah. Aaron and I got to, we got permission to go through that. I'm going to be old enough to do that in like less than a year. I'm so excited, but it looks so fun. It's like a nice place for people to relax with not a lot of noise. You can get like a drink if you want. It's just such a, like with a view, it's just amazing. I would recommend going to that too. It's just such like a nice place on Royal Caribbean. That's so unique to them. Yeah, yeah, I love the solarium area. It's really, really, it's just kind of mellow. And, you know, if you want noise and live music and everything else, you can be in the main pool area. But if you want, to your point, something a little more chill, a little more restricted, it is for 16 and older. And, um, and it's just kind of more laid back. So, and it's always usually in the front of the ships. So it's really, really a pretty area. That seems awesome. And as you said before, Odyssey of the Seas is not the only ultra quantum class that is being released. We already have Spectrum of the Seas, which is sailing in Asia right now, or was sailing in Asia pre-COVID. And I have a question. Is there any difference between Spectrum of the Seas and Odyssey of the Seas? Well, that's a really good question, Erin. And the thing is, is while I told you a number of things that I do know about Odyssey, we haven't fully disclosed all the special areas on the ship yet. So um, we always like to kind of let everybody know little by little as the ship is getting ready to sail um, some of the special areas. Um, so it, I know it'll be similar. It is the same class of ships. They're both ultra quantum class ships, 
But sometimes for our Asia-based ships, we will design a few of the areas a little more differently um, to appeal to the crews Asian. of our Asian clients. Because while any of us can go on a ship uh, that's based in Asia with Royal Caribbean, there's no restriction, we tend to gear them towards uh, the Asian market, just like we gear our ships here in North America to the American taste. It's, it's so funny. It, this just makes me think about the Norwegian joy because I went on the Norwegian Joy this uh, December and that was totally made for the Asian market. And it, it, it was just so, I don't want to say weird, but to me personally, it was weird because that's not how I think of cruises. It was like a Zen garden at the top. It's like, what? I, it's a pool deck and the pool yeah. was off to the side and there's, it was, it was just so different to me, but I guess that's, there was tea rooms, there was like noodle bars. I guess that's how they kind of cruise. That's like how they do it. Not me. It's totally weird to me because, and probably to you too, because it's not how we think of cruises, but it's so interesting how like in Asia, how different cruising can actually be. It's yeah, so interesting. The Asia market is just getting started. And um, the Asia market is an important market. It's a growing market. But to your point, it's, we have things that are just familiar to us that just don't feel as familiar uh, to, to, uh, to what their market would want. And so it's, it's, not, it's not a right or wrong. It's just kind of differences yeah. that are interesting to note. So, but so we'll this be is my about Odyssey um, in the months to come. Yeah. So this is my actually most, I'm most excited to ask about this question on spectrum of the seas. I don't know too much about this, but I know there's going to be, I believe, tell me if I'm wrong, that there's going to be like a sweet club. Is this similar to the Haven on NCL? And what exactly is this amazing area? And will Odyssey have it? So I don't know if Odyssey is going to have it, but I know it was introduced on the spectrum and I don't know if it's exactly like Haven, but it's definitely a sweet only space on the ship that had some sweet only areas that that those guests could enjoy so because i haven't seen it myself i can't speak in specifics about it and i can't confirm or deny if we'll have it on odyssey but my understanding is i have not seen or heard anything about odyssey having the same exact spaces yeah i know really cruising cool. is like really popular generally obviously now because as we've been talking about this entire episode COVID has really affected the travel industry very much cruises hotels and airlines but generally what is the most popular time of year for crowds on cruises and why is that the most popular time i love it so great question aaron and what i would say is cruising when you take COVID. Like, right, when you take COVID out of the discussion, let's say before COVID hit, we were sailing full, every ship over 100% capacity. And how you do that is you have, we consider 100% full if there's a first and second person in a room. So if you might have a third or fourth guest, like let's say you all are sailing with your parents, then you would be considered, like that would help us get to 101 and 102 and over 100% full. Wow. No, we always sailed at over 100% full on pretty much every sailing, every ship, every week. So pre-COVID, that's, there isn't a, there's definitely more popular times. For Christmas. Instance, Christmas, Thanksgiving, the summertime, Alaska, because it's a short season. Um, let's see, Bermuda, because it's a limited season. So anything like that. 
But as far as the year-round ships, they're full every week because there's always time. You know, some school years, I don't know what school uh, breaks you have, but some schools have, you know, like two and three breaks a year. They don't just have summer break. And we find that we have families sailing pretty much year-round now, obviously more in the summer and holidays. But, um, you know, we really, there isn't really a downtime anymore. So do you know the answer to this question? Because I know that like it, they might say like cruise anthem. I'm making this up. I have no idea. Anthem of the seas can hold 3,500 people. Does, is that considered a hundred percent? Is that considered 105% capacity? Can it technically go over that? Cause you were explaining the fact that technically you can go over a hundred percent capacity. Yeah. So when you see those numbers, when you look them up and it says the capacity that would be based on a hundred percent occupancy. So, wow, it could, so it can go higher. Mm -hmm. That's the awesome. The you would have is lifeboats. Remember, you have to have enough lifeboats for everybody on board. And so there are certain restrictions, but it, it's, it, it's, uh, it, it's pretty amazing how the ships can actually be over capacity. And in a perfect world, that's how we used to like to sail. I think it'll be different once we come back from uh, our, our pause in cruising. Uh, I don't think we'll sail full, but we'll see. Again, that will all depend on that blue ribbon panel of experts. So... I mean, I agree with you, but what, can you explain a little bit to our listeners about Adventure Ocean, the kids club on board Royal Caribbean? Well, it, it's, I'll tell you what, if you would know one thing and you guys can attest to it, especially, we really are great for families and families with children of all ages are welcome. You have to be six months old. Like we don't take babies that are younger mm -hmm. than six months for Coast Guard issues and reasons and rules. But we even have kids programs and children's programs for babies starting at six months. And so six months to 18 months is royal um, babies. Then royal tots are 18 months to 36 months or three years of age. And that's royal tots. Then we have our aquanauts class for kids, which is three to five. We have um, explorers, which is six to eight. Voyagers, nine to 11. And of course you guys are in the teens um, category and there's even two different age groups of teens, 12 to 14 and 15 to 17. So we've got all different categories. We've got dedicated spaces, cool spaces that are for, we call them adult free zones because they're for, you know, for the, the cool cats like you guys that don't necessarily need their parents hanging around all the time. And um, it's really fun. And the programs go from morning into evening, some of the port days. It's like, if you want to be hanging out with your friends that you meet on board, which I'm sure you guys have done in the past with some yeah. of the cruises you've been on, <laughs> uh, it's a great opportunity to meet up with friends and hang out. And then I think it's always nice to come back for dinner or shore excursions or things like for that. Sure. But um, yeah. they We've got it covered with dedicated spaces, cool labs, lots of activities, arcade rooms, you, the things that, that um, our different ages enjoy. And, and you guys could probably tell me what your favorite things are better than I can. But yeah, um, so it, Aaron and I, oh, what was I going to say? This is really annoying that I just totally forgot. But oh yeah, I remember it. As you said about families and stuff, Royal Caribbean has actually been like, I think ranked the best for families on many different websites. So that's something that Royal's known for, for sure, is how they kind of how awesome it is for families and kids. There's so much stuff and activities. And I think it's because we really design our cruises with every age group in mind and really for families to have 
a great family vacation where you can do your things on your own, but come together as a family. And our ships are so filled with adventure um, and originality and innovation. I think it just naturally lends itself for families and people of all ages to come on and have a really, really good time. And when people go send their kids to Adventure Ocean, let's say it's a couple, a young couple, like in their 30s or something, who send their three-year-old to Adventure Ocean, can they do that while the cruise ship is docked at a destination and then they can just go off to the destination and see all the stuff without having to worry about having somebody that they have to worry about the entire time? Can they just leave their kid at Adventure Ocean? I think you have to be careful of that. I mean, I think there's certain programs and certain opportunities, but for the most part, I, I know we wouldn't want a parent to be too far away, uh -huh. but I do think there are some examples and some programs depending on the ship and the itinerary. So that seems a little dangerous in case someone misses the ship that actually, believe it or not, happens all the time. It's terrible or because cruise ships crazy. don't wait around. That is something that cruise ships are known for. They do not wait around for you. They'll leave. So if they leave the parents, I don't think they would do that, but that, that must be terrible. Usually we find that the families like to go together on the different excursions and we even have family excursions. Like we have excursions that are, that are designed to entertain an entire family to stay together as a group and even private excursions. So we don't really find most of the time that people are looking to leave their children behind for a variety of reasons, but it is crazy. You better make sure you know ship time versus local time and you better not be late because yeah. the ship does sail just like the airplanes fly when it's time to depart and uh, you, you got to make sure you watch that for sure. Man, I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm hogging it from Aaron, but it's just very important to mention ship's time versus local time that, I mean, that is something I, we don't even have time to explain, but that is just like such a major thing that you cannot forget. Ships time sometimes can be different from the time zone you are actually in. And if you forget, then you can miss your ship. And that's a really big deal. It is. And I will tell you, even working for the cruise lines for many, many years, there's been a couple of times where I wasn't exactly clear. And it's, it's crazy. I've never missed a ship in all these years. But I'll tell you what, I've been close. One time in particular in, in uh, Cozumel, the ship time was different than the local time, and I did almost miss the ship, but I didn't. I made it, just so y'all know. Mm -hmm. And what is the most popular destination that, destination that cruisers choose? Well, I think it would depend on who you ask, but I think at Royal Caribbean, I can confidently say that the Caribbean, it's in our name, and it's certainly in our DNA. So I think for us, it's the Caribbean, mm -hmm. but that is not to be underestimated by beautiful dest destinations like Alaska, Bermuda, Canada, New England, and of course, Gorgeous another one of my favorites. So, but Caribbean for us is definitely what we focus on and, and really want to own the Caribbean with your help. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Caribbean is definitely one of the most popular places. Bermuda, as you said, gorgeous and so many like pretty places. So for the last couple of questions, it'll be more instead of facts, it'll be more of your opinion kind of questions. So what, this one isn't really an opinion, this is just a question about you. What have you been doing for work, like for your job during these super difficult times? I'm sure it's totally different for you. I'm sure you're not doing what you normally do. So what have you been doing right now? That's a really good question. Um, I have a lot of people, when they'll, you'll hear them talk on the news that they've had time to clean their closets or read books or, you know, watch too much Netflix. And while I've done a little bit of all of that, I've been as busy, if not busier now than ever, because we are trying to make sure that we keep 
our travel agent community informed, we are training, we are educating ourselves and um, making sure that we're learning strengths that we may not have been as strong in. And it's really been about taking care of the partnerships that we have during good times because I think when things get difficult, that's when you really need that partnership to be strong. So I have been incredibly busy just working a little too much and um, not quite as much relaxation. Um, when things opened up a little bit, I've been doing a little scuba diving on, on weekends, but, but really just working pretty long hours to make sure that everybody is informed and, and confident in what's happening and all the changes. It, it is so good that you're busy because... Very. And I know not everybody is, but oh my gosh, I, I, I'm a little jealous. I would like that extra time in my schedule that other people talk about because my closets could use some cleaning, but don't tell anybody. You want to switch? I'll, I'll be your job. Let's do it. We should switch for a week. How's that for a deal? That'd be amazing. And I honestly, I know that you specifically, and not just you specifically, actually, everybody who works in basically any cruise line right now is probably really swamped with a lot of work because of the current pandemic, as we have been talking about this entire episode. Y'all have so much to worry about, and you have so much to worry about when cruise ships are going to start sailing again and bookings and all of that. But before COVID, what was your favorite part of your job? You know, I really think it's about... Um interacting and training and, and getting to talk about Royal Caribbean, whether it's at um, a big conference or a training event, um, and, and just talking about the story of Royal Caribbean and all that we do. I don't know if y'all can tell, I kind of like talking about it. It's fun oh, for me. So do we. Yeah, and, and cruising. Like even before I was in the cruise business, I loved cruising. And for my mom, like when I grew up, it was her favorite thing to do. And so I've always loved traveling. And I've always loved cruising. So to me, getting to talk about it and teach people is probably one of my favorite things that I, I truly have a passion for. So I would say really working with advisors in the industry to make sure that everybody knows our story. Yeah, that's amazing. So I'm going to ask you a question that you probably won't be able to answer. It's really hard, but do you have a favorite, like what's your favorite cruise ship? <sighs> Every cruise... It's that I've been on for different reasons, but um, uh, I, I really, uh, this is so, so hard. I really love Oasis class. And I would have said that Symphony was my favorite, but I think I mentioned very briefly when we were talking earlier that the Oasis of the Seas, which was the first in the series of the Oasis class, which is now 10 plus years old, just got amplified last fall. And she has features that not even the Symphony has. Like she has really? a barbecue, a barbecue restaurant on the ship that not even Symphony has. And uh, it also, I, I just, I, I really think I might have to say the Oasis of the Seas. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, believe it or not, the Navigator of the Seas had been amplified. And it's not even Oasis class, but it feels like a mini Oasis class. And it's really cool, too. So I don't, it's just super hard to say. Because our ships are so cool. I, I, so I can't. So like, I actually, so two things, I went on Oasis of, it's cutting out. I don't know if y'all, can y'all hear me? Yes. I can't, okay. Clear. So I went on Oasis of the Seas in, I believe 2010 when it was brand new. It was brand new. I remember I was so young. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Also, Aaron and I, years ago, we were a lot younger, went on Navigator of the Seas. I, I know it got, Navigator of the Seas got a major renovation recently, but I remember there was actually 
a pretty decent renovation, a pretty big renovation that happened years ago, right before we went on. We were staying in a ocean view room, but we had one of the kind of front windows. And right before yep. that, I remember thinking it used to be a, it used to be a gym. And right before we went, it got changed to like ocean view rooms because at that age we were young and we didn't uh, my uh, we just didn't get a balcony because we were kind of young going out. Yep. But yeah. Well, actually, that makes reminds me to tell you guys about something you may not even be familiar with. So on the Oasis, when they did this Amplified, and, and, and I'll tell you something else really quick. So we do ships, we can, are constantly renovating our ships and constantly upgrading our ships and constantly, almost, you know, half the fleet throughout the year is getting something new and updated. But an Amplified ship is when they go in and they change things and they add really cool new things like the Navigator you had been on when it had just been renovated or revitalized but boy when we went on it had water slides added it had um you know new restaurants added it it, it was major changes so amplified is major change um revitalized is just continual up, up upgrades but um on the oasis of the seas when she got her amplification we added the ultimate panoramic suite and you made a really good point when you have really young kids sailing sometimes you don't want that balcony because you may be afraid that the if the guys, now you guys would have never wandered out on a balcony, no. room, right? <laughs> never. But you know, sometimes parents worry about that. So it's better to have a room where it's really just the windows. So this ultimate panoramic suite, it's in the highest categories, the star class of suites. So it has the Royal Genie and everything. It's 917 square feet. And you know, on the front of a ship, there's the bridge that goes across. It's kind yeah. of like, like yes. a bar or like a, a hammerhead uh, shark. So the ultimate panoramic suite is above where the, the bridge is. And so it's, it's got like three of the four sides are floor to ceiling windows, but no balcony. And it's got a sitting room and the bathroom's open with windows and it's super, super cool. I think and I've seen it. It looks amazing. Yeah. And there's two of them on the Oasis of the Seas. It's the only ship in the fleet that has them. And it's called the ultimate panoramic suite. Listeners and look up that ultimate panoramic suite. Mm -hmm. It looks honestly, I looked it up. It looks incredible. Isn't that yes. nice? And so you're on the balcony, but you can see the sea from every side of the room. If you want me to be honest, I think it's really stupid that some parents worry about their kids going onto the balcony because my parents personally were, were not worried about that because you can't really open the door. But I get so a lot of people have irrational fears that don't make any sense. That, but for some reason, because I know Royal Caribbean also has all glass, so the kids can't go out, but it's a dumpier. But you know what? Be safe if you really feel that way. Well, that's right. But here's the thing I love is that we have you, David and Aaron, to, to, to just tell all these rumors and myths so that people can cruise smarter and more educated and be in the know, thanks to you guys. So I love that. And I did look up the ultimate panoramic suite. I have seen it before, but it looks just honestly one day. I mean, this, it looks amazing. Have you ever been in one? I have. I've never sailed in one. But That's I amazing. It and it is super cool. It's really, really cool. So. And I actually have a kind of unrelated question, which I pretty much think David and I pretty much think we know the answer to this question based on what we talked about earlier in the episode, but what is your favorite private island? Well, I think you probably can guess it is perfect day at Coco Cay. And uh, mm -hmm. I just think it, I mean, the water slides, I've done them all. 
They're so cool. Um, I have seen the Beach Club. I was just on the island about two weeks in January before it opened. So I saw it, but I didn't get to, like you guys would have in a couple of weeks, I didn't get to experience the oh, yeah. in the overwater uh, floating cabana, but I saw them and, and it's really, really beautiful. But the thing, a little, a little tip for any of your listeners and for you guys, when you get there next, you got to get a shack burger. There's, um, there's no charge for them. There's, um, there's burger shacks around the island. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it is the most delicious burger. And they also have a, a chicken sandwich, which is re- a crispy chicken sandwich, which is really, Oh, I really love good. those. And I'm going to be honest. I don't like, I love crude. Like some people say that like cruise food isn't the best. I don't know why they say that. Cruise food is amazing. Like I remember on Anthem in the Sea, something that really stuck out to me was that hot dog stand. I expected the hot dog to be good or whatever, like average, but the hot dog, and I'm not just saying this, it was amazing. Like it was one of the best hot dogs I've ever had in my life. And I don't even eat hot dogs that much. So like, I, I think Royal Caribbean does such a good job with their food. I, it just, it's amazing. And I can only imagine how it would be at Coco Cay. Well, David- so, this is yep. the thing. If you're on Royal Caribbean, you don't, there is a difference in our food compared to a lot of cruise lines. So that's probably why you have such a, a positive uh, memory and experience because we, we really invest in our food and we really want to make it very special and memorable. So, so Aaron, do you have any final kind of words? Well, I just like to say, thank you so much for being on our podcast. It's made a huge difference to us. We're really trying to grow and learn more about travel and mainly cruise ships because that is my favorite type of travel. And mine. Don't forget mine. Mine. Yep. (laughs) And we really appreciate this amazing opportunity you've given us. So thank you so much. This was so fun. Aaron and I are going to have a couple more people come on. You can tell all your co-workers everyone listen and the travel bros you can find us anywhere and just saying we are going to have a cruise director come on soon we're gonna have someone who is in charge of a margaritaville resort come on soon we're gonna have so many more travel my personal favorite is cruise the cruise director is a cruise director for carnival i have personally never sailed on carnival but i'm so excited to hear about it so this was Lori bonnet thank you so much for coming on this was amazing we will have more people such as a cruise director as i just said come on soon Well, I love being here. I love cruising and go Royal Caribbean. And you guys, congrats for what you're doing. I think it's amazing. And uh, I'll be back anytime you want. So thanks a lot. Thank you so much. So thank you. I I can't even explain to you. Well, it's my pleasure for sure, gentlemen. Have a really great day, everybody. And let's get back to cruising soon. So until next time, we